With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, I will say one thing that's been cool, seeing like some of these videos in like different countries that are quarantined with people singing. Won't you, won't you yell out your window down, down there and, and start singing and see what people do, <laughs> see what people do in New York City. <laughs> you want me to sing? <laughs> I open the window in Soho and start uh, bellowing out of it. People oh, start catching God. you out, bro. What's up, everybody? We back. Another R2C2. Shut in, though. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different circumstance these times around, man. Wow. Just uh, a, a, a wild, different world we're living in. I know they did a poll on our uh, R2C2 Twitter feed with um, what these episodes should be called. And I think, uh, I think 69%, which would really delight Richard Jefferson... Um, voted for <laughs> for it to be called R2C2 Safe at Home. Safe at Home. I'm not leaving this <laughs> motherfucker, man. Oh, my gosh. See, how, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I mean, this is just a completely unprecedented time. And first and foremost, to all of our listeners, we hope you are, you know, safe and healthy and, you know, uh, you know, quarantine with your loved ones and being smart and taking this seriously. Definitely but, taking this serious and being smart, man. It's crazy. <sighs> The, see, see, because that's something that it, it's still like I, I'm just assuming that everybody is at this point. But it's wild to me to see that there are still people who are like going out, interacting with huge groups of people, seeing those shots of the beach in Florida and that like at this point. E, I mean, if even if you were in a camp that was late to the party, you, you have to have come around to this point to understand how serious this is. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I went I went out yesterday to get food for a second and I seen people playing basketball. I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck yeah, are you guys like, doing? Are you doing? It's crazy. Oh, but yeah, seeing those shots at the beach and Clearwater Beach and all that stuff like it's a trip, man. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I hope people, you know, really decide to take this thing serious in the next couple of weeks and we can, you know get past this thing but not until you know everybody's you know in the house taking this you know taking it serious washing their hands and you know really really kind of <laughs> kind of taking it serious you know it is um it it's pretty insane when you think about you know how this has all transpired um you know see obviously, you know, part of this podcast is for us to share our personal experiences, where we're at right now and how we've been Mm -hmm. dealing with it. You know, because we've been in contact that I was traveling with the Nets last week. Um, I traveled with them Monday to Los Angeles, uh, broadcasted their game against the Lakers on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I was I flew to Dallas and I was on the air for Mavericks Nuggets uh, when the news came down about Rudy Gobert and the season being suspended. And it was the most surreal experience of my career. Just, you know, know, it's just so disorienting, right, to have our realities totally flipped upside down. And Doris and I already went into that game kind of knowing, like, this might be our last regular game for a while. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we had that feeling like we knew games without fans were coming at the very least. We had a feeling we may be doing games from the studio soon enough and not on site. And when the news came down that the league was being suspended, I mean, everybody has seen, I'm sure, the shot of Mark Cuban at this point yeah. and his reaction, right? Like just total shock. And I felt like all of a sudden we're shifting into – news mode you know now now the game is taking place and there's this weird eerie feeling because the game's going on but it almost feels inconsequential but then at the same time you want to still you know appreciate the action a little bit because it's going to be our last game for a while but yeah, now we got to get the game. news 
Yeah, it turned out to be the last game. It and I was, feel like everybody was watching just because we all had that sense, like this might be the last, you know, the last two games. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, th- that was that Wednesday night. So ESPN has two games on and then everybody was watching your game and then the news broke. You guys did a great job, by the way. Thank that you, was incredible of, of, you know, keeping people informed and not really freaking out because <laughs> you could have, you know what I'm saying? And for me, I was like, why did they just not suspend this game? Yeah. Like, what, yeah. I, I didn't think they were coming back out after halftime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I appreciate that, man. I will say that was definitely the most challenging night of my career and the most unique. And it was it, it was honestly like my whole mentality was, OK, like now we have to calmly deliver the news, you know, and and the whole backdrop of the game changes and the context of the game changes. And, you know, as you saw, we were going in and out of, you know, studio with Scott Van Pelt and Woj, you know, and like, and uh, I think Doris and my whole mentality was like, okay, like we're going to still give the game some attention because it's going on. And then at the end of the game, especially like there was a little bit more of a focus on it because I think there was this thought like, wow, we better enjoy these last minutes of action. But it also, I mean, it was just so weird, as you said, like it was surprising that the game wasn't just suspended right then, that it continued was so strange because obviously, you know, the whole backdrop of the evening changed. And, you know, Mark Cuban told us in the interview we did with Tom Rinaldi, the players were aware. It's not like the players were playing oh, and no. didn't so know what was coming. You could tell everybody knew. You could tell everybody yeah. knew, especially at halftime. You go in at halftime and, you know, the news is up there. You look at your phone and, you know, that was like, that's the biggest story. So it was crazy. The one thing that I have to I have to give you shit about, though, is the only thing that I could think about was that awful fucking beard that you had that was not connecting. <laughs> and I'm like, my man's on live TV. Everybody's going to watch this shit. And he's got this awful fucking beard, bro. You can't you can't go on air like that anymore. Dog. <laughs> you got to fucking shave it up. <laughs> man, I've been trying to fully connect this for, nah, for two decades. That man. shit is not going. That's not happening, bro. So you oh got to you gotta, you know, get the fill in shit or just shave it up. <laughs> oh my gosh i know man i it was it was uh it's funny because like every once in a while i'll try and rock like three or four days scruff (laughs) on air but i wish bro i wish i could get like the full beard going but it just it's like it just doesn't connect in the right you might have to wait till you're in your 40s bro you 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 know know. what i'm saying just try again when you turn 40 (laughs) do you think it actually like can it actually grow in even more like it or or is this just what it's going to be for the rest of it it can grow in i've seen people's grow in especially as they got older for sure for sure yeah okay all right then i have some hope yeah you got some hope hope. you're good oh my gosh man i know it's nice to laugh and have some levity during this uh during this wild time. See, if you were on the floor that night, like if you were playing, do you think you would have been able to like continue to compete and lock in, you know, once you got that news? Yeah, You know what? I mean, I think once you're in the game, yes. But like for me, I mean, you know, I'm so like freaked out about germs and stuff like that, just in general. You know what I'm saying? So like just hearing that, I probably I probably would have just been like, nah, I'm not going to come back out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even yeah. when I heard the news of like, you know, down in Tampa with everything else going on, I was like, man, I would have, I would have been on the first thing smoking back, back to yeah. the house. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking, I don't play around with shit like that. Like, I, it's yeah. just, I'm already like a germaphobe and freak out about stuff. So to have a highly contagious virus, like, and, the, and be trying to play a basketball game and concentrate, man, that, that would, that would throw me off. So kudos to those guys that, you know, kept competing and kept going hard because that's crazy. Dude, I didn't know you were a germaphobe. Big time. So that's why Harky, you know, uh, Mike Harky's been, he's, he texts me every day, calls me every day, gives me shit because he knows I'm freaking out right now. Oh, so, I mean, it's like if you were a germ, I'm a germaphobe too, see? And it's like if you were a germaphobe uh, before, then now I think now we're all going to be. Yeah. 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 And I, I think I'm going to wear gloves everywhere from now on. Like <laughs> at least oh for the rest gosh. of the summer, bro. Like, man, if I we know, get to go man. out in the summer, like this is crazy. So it's, it's, it's it, insane. It's just so wild. Right. Because, um, you know, my mom has this, um, uh, it's a piece of a poem that she has on this frame in her kitchen in my, in my house I, I grew up in. And uh, she got it from her twin sister, my Aunt Dawn. And it's it's a piece of a poem, and the line just says, 
normal day, let me be aware of the treasure that you are. And I keep thinking of that, man, because it's like, you know, I, I think both of us in general have the perspective that we enjoy life and, and we and we soak it up and are you know, generally present people. But For sure. man, like how badly do you just want to get back to normal days? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah, like, you know, just being able to do what, what we take for granted. And yeah, I mean, you know, hanging out with our kids, doing different things, them going to dance, basketball, you know, all the stuff that I do with them. Um, yes, it's just weird to be locked up in the house and, and not really know when when we're going to get back out. Man, it's it's a uh, it's a trip, but we'll see what happens. You know, it, now, see, where where were you, um, I guess, let's say because obviously this has had gradual um, different points of inflection, I would say, on, you know, what exactly happens um, you know, as far as quarantining and social distancing, et cetera. But if there was a sort of watershed moment in our country, it would have been uh, a week ago. We're recording this Wednesday, March 18th. It would have been a week ago, March 11th, when all of a sudden sports shut down, right? Mm -hmm. where, where were you that night? And what was your sort of immediate reaction and your family's reaction when you see the NBA season is being suspended and knowing you know, the other sports are going to soon follow. Man, I was I was at home. I was watching your game. Like, I, you know, I watched the games on Wednesday night, so I was watching your game. And, and to be honest, the first thing I did was because I was flying the next day down to Tampa to go see uh, Little C. Had a, he had a baseball tournament at IMG. Mm. So I started calling his coach to see if they were still going to go. And then I called Cash and was like, I'm probably not coming. Because I was, I was scheduled to come back down to, to be in spring training the rest of spring. And I, I was like, I'm probably not coming back down there, you <laughs> yeah. know, under these circumstances. So, yeah. you know, and he understood and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it, it like, and then, you know, I, I feel like Major League Baseball, NHL, they waited till the next day, right? Yeah, they so did. It was just, yep. that was that, that, that night. It was just the NBA. So we knew it was just a matter of time before everything got canceled and, you know, just – I was just thinking, like, how long is it? How long is baseball going to, you know, miss opening day? Is it going to be June? Is it going to be July? Like, there was a lot of questions. But uh, the first thing I immediately did was, was you know, thought about Lil C and going down to, to Tampa and, you know, not getting on that flight and not wanting to put myself at risk. Yeah. Did, so did you did you um, not go down then at that point? You didn't have to go down anymore, did nah, you? No, nah, I didn't. Okay. canceled this baseball trip and then, uh, you know, I canceled my trip down, down to GMS. So. Um, yeah, I just feel like in that environment with that many people, like, you know, there's a high chance of, of it being around. And, you know, we see there's already been two cases across the street at Hines. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know, man. I know. Have you been in touch? Um, well, let me ask you this, too. See, all right. So you stay home. Then was your mentality like Thursday, basically like, hey, we're all we're not really leaving the house much at all. Like we're going to be here. I, like, I, I waited till Sunday. Like Sunday okay. is when I was like, you know, we, we're not going to do nothing. We're going to like the kids went to school on Friday. Um, and then, you know, the weekend, everything was canceled anyway. You know, all their dance and basketball, and all that stuff, baseball practice and stuff. So we just kind of stayed in and, and uh, we decided, you know, Sunday that we were going to, you know, stock up and, and just kind of, you know, quarantine ourselves and just stay yeah. in the house and, and not really, you know, be around anybody. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. With BetterHelp, you can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. With BetterHelp, you can get access to counselors who are specialized in areas such as depression, anxiety, relationships, grief, and so much more. See, I know I've dealt with anxiety in my life, and I can tell you, like, if I had something that I could have just gone to, 
online like this, I would have been going to it. Oh, know? no doubt. Especially, I mean, growing up where I grew up, I mean, having a grief counselor or something like that to help me understand everything that was going on would be amazing. So BetterHelp brings you broad expertise in the network, which may not be locally available in many areas. And if you are not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can just request a new one at any time. It's secure, it's convenient, and it is professional. And the best of all, it's a truly affordable option. R2C2 listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code R2C2. So why not get started today? We all know it's serious when you're talking about those kind of things. It can really help when you chat with people, get things off your chest, learn more about yourself as well. Mental health is a real thing and and people need to really start paying attention to it. So go to betterhelp.com slash R2C2. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them better assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you will love. That's betterhelp.com slash R2C2. You know, um, I had been tracking this somewhat closely for a while because of having uh, a wedding. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Having the wedding scheduled for Italy in June. Right. And um, which, you know, now, you know, there's a good chance it'll be bumped to next summer. I'm still holding out hope for someone to come up with a, a cure. I know Australians are optimistic about an antiviral. Who knows? Um, but so I have been tracking it very closely, you know, and um, and I kind of like I, I started telling people I was working with, I want to say like two weeks ago or something. It was it was basically like I was down in Tampa and then I was doing some NBA games and I started telling like my some of my colleagues there. I'm like, this is like we're patterning this, you know exactly as as Italy is. And so I was already mm-hmm. feeling like very uneasy traveling as much as I had to those weeks, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm getting on the plane, wiping down everything Man. I can. Like, when I oh. flew down to Tampa the first time, I took the whole thing to Lysol. Like and I wiped down everything on my seat, the you know, everything around there. The 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 uh, overhand compartment, everything. I, I literally wiped down everything when I was freaking out. <laughs> Dude, I mean because like honestly uh, you, I mean, I, I think like you need to do those little things for mental comfort too, right? So that you know, yeah. okay, I'm doing everything I can, you know? Yeah, I'm doing everything I can. Like, I'm not going to put on a mask and wear gloves to freak everybody out. But I'm going <laughs> right. to, you know, I'm going to like wipe everything down. And, and if that freaks you out, I don't care. Like, I'm just right. wiping Ex- my area. <laughs> exactly, man. It's funny. I had um, one of our guys, uh, Mike Medvin, uh, who like, oh, he's the tape ad for uh for the yankees telecast for guest network and he always comes up with the stuff like if i mentioned the time the ball got stuck in el duque's glove and all of a sudden we show it a pitch later that's mike who comes up with that stuff and he was telling the story about how like whenever he flies with his wife his wife always like wipes down everything no matter what not just this time period and he always gives her shit about it and it's like oh my gosh you're embarrassing me and now she's like see see, see I, I told you, you. <laughs> exactly man you know what's crazy is my you. mom my mom had a trip to italy in september she was going on a cruise oh um, with a yeah lot of her girlfriends and they were going for you know i think it's 18 days they were going on this cruise and when that got canceled that's what made me call you about about the wedding because i'm like that's way in september yeah. and that got canceled and, and i was like man this is this is crazy it's affecting everybody's life like it's, it's insane man it's the whole world it, it really is man it really is like you know and, and that's you know that's sort of been the way i've tried to you know cope with the you know crappiness as it pertains to andrea and me personally because i'm like you know it sucks and no doubt like you know there's times where it really gets you down and and you know we kind of had this like whole perfect like dream wedding scenario planned out but it's just like you know i'm grateful that we're both healthy and safe you know because and everything else i just figure you can deal with because everybody in the world is being affected by this in some way right now right like Mm -hmm. there's no one who's who's escaping it you know there is no one i mean see i think about our our good mutual friend matt nimer too who has a wedding in may you know like like, I mean, and his is in the States, but it's, you know, it's still, you know, so it's still, uh, you know, a place you got to travel to in the States. And, 
and you know what they're dealing with too and it's just like you just realize like you know that basically you can't escape it right like everybody is everybody is 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 being affected by this one way or another so it's just like making the best of your circumstances and and doing whatever you can to stay healthy and also being considerate of the people you're around right like i consider going upstate or you know to my parents cuz they have more space room whatever and mm-hmm. i was just like i can't risk being around you guys you know yeah. like because if if I happen to have it, but I'm asymptomatic or I'm a carrier of it or whatever, and I get you sick, like I can't risk that, you know, which is a weird conversation to have knowing, you know, we may go months and months and months without seeing these without people seeing we love. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's the best thing that we can do is, is, you know, not be around them, especially, you know, older people. And, you know, yep. for me, I want to fly my mom out immediately, but I'm like, it don't make sense to have her come out and be on the plane. And, you know, put her at risk. And, you know, so I just call her every day and tell her not to leave the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally every exactly. day I have to call her and tell her not to leave the house. Exactly. I saw a great um, meme that was uh, it was a it, it was like um, sort of interesting, like flipping the coin. The meme was much more succinct than this, by the way. But it was like, <laughs> you know, your your parents grow up worrying about you telling, making sure you're home, like making sure you're back safe in the house. And now we're doing it to our parents, you know, yeah, it's like and, a total and of course flip. They don't li- and of course they don't listen to us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, oh, we, right. they, we don't li- they don't uh, listen to nothing we say, so yeah. I have to call her every day. Uh, you know, it's, it's also like, it's a weird psychological thing, right, to like understand and be preactive about the threat without necessarily like directly seeing it or directly being involved, right? And and so I think that's why the measures people have taken have been more gradual than they should have been, you know? Whereas, like, we probably would have been better off as a country 10 days ago locking everything down like this, you know? For but sure. Pe- but then everybody would have been like, oh, yeah, and everybody would have been like, oh, we're overreacting, blah, 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 blah. But, man, you can't take chances, especially with as many people that travel in and out of this country. You know what I mean? yeah. So, it's just, yeah, I mean, from Italy, from China, from all those different places, it, it you know, makes it hard to, to you know, kind of protect yourself because everybody's coming from all over. It, it, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, I, I, see, have you been, like, have you been consuming all the news with this? Have you had to kind of temper your intake for your mental sanity? How have you sort of, like, approached uh, stories and stuff involving this? I, you know what I've done? I've, I've found a Prime Video, so I've been watching fucking TV. I, I, gotcha. I'm not like I'm not I'm not trying to like watch a lot of news about this. I'm just like do my thing. Like I'm an introvert anyway, so I love to be in the house. So like my wife can't get mad at me for just sitting on the couch and watching TV. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta enjoy this time, man. And, I mean, I watch a little news every morning. You know, like the Jersey, the local Jersey uh, news. Yeah, just to know what's happening in Bergen County. Um, but other than that, man, it's just too much information, you know, too much shit. So, uh, you know, wash your hands, do all that stuff. You know, we had a meeting downstream training. So I just kind of follow those guidelines and, and, you know, just enjoy the time being locked up with the family. What about you? You've been, you've been taking in all the news, all the, it's hard to, (laughs) social media is crazy. Like I don't, I definitely don't watch anything on that, but. Yeah, it, it, it's been hard, man. I, I've, at first I was. Um, and now I feel like you have to to now though, just because of the wedding, right? Yeah. Well, that was why I was like consuming it the way that I was, you know? And like, even so it's a weird balance, right? Because, um, you know, certain things you read and you see are like super encouraging, right? Like, so one of the, one of the towns that was early to have an explosion of cases in Italy has virtually cut all their cases to nothing in like a two or three week period based on the measures they've taken. And so you see that story and it's like, okay, that's uplifting. But then like, as you keep reading, like it, I mean, it can be scary. We also have to understand that while the facts are, you know, obviously unsettling and whatnot, people profit off of fear. So it's hard to delineate between, okay, you know, what is total truth and what is someone trying to kind of bait you into your fear? And, you know, so so to answer your question, I have tried to dial it back now, and like I'm trying to do this thing where every time I go to get on Twitter, I go to my book instead, um, just to try and like get me in the mode of being more productive. Because, you know, I kind of like you, man. Like I, I'm trying to see like the 
trying to find the positive in this time of like, okay, if I can stay home, be getting rest, you know, reading. Yeah, but that's not shows. what you do though. Like you, you always gone. Like you always on the move. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You always at yeah. dinners, different things like that. So, you know, we're different in that way where you know, like you, you you're, you're super social. Like you're always out yes. doing things and. I'm always at the fucking house, so this is like perfect for me. <laughs> yes, you're right. This is like an introvert's dream come true. Right? Oh my like, gosh, this is perfect. Yeah. And my wife can't get pissed. Everything's canceled. Yeah. I don't have to flake on nobody. Like this is awesome. <laughs> no, nobody gets ghosted because everybody gets ghosted. Everybody's getting ghosted. Oh my gosh, I know. You know what? It, you're right, and it, it, it's. It is a it is a little tough for me from that standpoint. However, like I'm trying to see it as like a this is such a unique moment of time. I am going to um, try and see the benefits of it. You know, God willing, we stay healthy and everything. And um, you know, and obviously, you know, primary concern is that everybody stays healthy. But I'm trying to see it as like a, okay, what. What can I do with this unique moment of time that I never would have the opportunity to otherwise? And some of that is just like, right, like having a a daily routine of like, you know, getting sleep and intermittent fasting and like being healthy and, you know, reading things I wouldn't read and binging shows, you know, because during the season, see, it's just like, you know, I, I just don't ever really have that pocket of time. So that's how I'm trying to handle it. But I will say you know, the part about like not going out with people and that, that's tough for me. It is, you know, like it's a total, it's a total adjustment, man. It's just, it's just so weird that this is our reality right now, man. It's yeah. so weird. It's, it's just, crazy. And the one thing, like the, the one thing I am worried about and, and I am freaking out about is the kids that get free lunch at school. You know, the yeah. kids that eat breakfast and lunch at school or have dinner at the Boys and Girls Club and those places are closed and they're not being able to eat. So, me and Amber have been trying to do whatever we can to, to, you know, get those kids fed and try to get boxes and different things to their house. So, man, that's 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 the one thing that I because, you know, growing up where I grew up, I, I know the kids that that went through that. So, yeah, um, that's tough, man. And, and, you know, just try to do everything I can to help those kids out and and, uh, you know, have it be right for them, because because I know they depend on those places to be open to have meals. Yes. See, is there anything like as far as specifics that you know of um, that people can do to help out if they're looking to like help support meals for uh, either kids locally or whoever locally? Is there anything you've come across as far as like, you know, a way that people can help contribute or where they can like donate to, etc.? Yeah, like de- definitely any like local food banks and stuff like that. Um, a lot of local restaurants in, in these um, cities are, you know, cooking for these kids and, and take dropping meals off at the, at the house. So um, just support all, the, you know, anything local that you that you see or read. And, um, you know, I know it's a place that Amber was um, donated money to uh, called Evelyn's Kitchen that, you know, they are a catering place and, you know, they don't have any business right now. So they're just going to cook for the underprivileged kids. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're doing, trying to do some things with, with a couple of different companies to, you know, uh, help out in these areas. So man, it's, it's rough though. So that's the one thing that, you know, uh, that I have been really, really worried about. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, um, I, I think what was sobering for me with the local businesses and seeing the way they are getting just slammed by this, uh, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, everybody sees the way, um, the economy's affected just watching the stock market absolutely plunge the way it has over the last couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. But the local businesses is is where um, you know it, it will really hit home for me. Is you know I pub it all the time. Mark Forgione is my favorite restaurant in the world. Never mind just the city, right? And it's an unbelievable restaurant. They are packed every single. Night, okay? Restaurant in Tribeca. Amazing food, amazing ambiance, the whole deal. And I saw last week what they were going through and how uh, they, how their like amount of tables were down significantly. And then the way it was dropping off the table this week. And then to the point of closing and seeing their reality, a restaurant that was thriving and as popular as it gets and seeing the difficulties they've had with having to lay off hourly staff and close the restaurant and the way that affects so many workers sort of um, highlighted for me what 
every single local establishment's going to be going through, right? Because if you see a place that was thriving that runs into those issues so dramatically, how about the places that were just surviving, you know, and the way that they're affected? And that's why I've tried to, like, tell anybody in my life who has the means, as you and I are fortunate enough to, like, hey, support those local businesses um, that you aren't able to go to right now. You know, buy gift cards for those restaurants online, and then you use them, you know, when we're past this on the other side, but they can use the money now, and it makes a big difference. Or even, you know, if there's weekly people you usually go to, uh, you know, whether it's a, um, you know, it's a, if it's a barber, it's a trainer, it's a, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, any, any sort of weekly person you visit, it's a tailor I, whose business is shut down. If you can afford to still be supporting them in some way or helping them out in some way, do it because they need it right now. They have no business coming in. You know, yeah. if you, if, if you're in a position where you have a job that's still paying you, or if you're just in a position where you have some sort of cash reserve funds where you can afford to do that, like think about the people immediately in your life who are impacted by this and how you can positively affect them. It lifts the spirit and it tangibly aids them through this period of crisis. And that's why I, I love what you and, and Amber are doing. And you were texting about it on our group chat right away. See that, you know, you worry for the, the kids who go to the girls and boys club and, and just trying to figure out however you can help because, you know, those are people who tangibly need that help in this moment in this very unique period of time. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought about, man. And, you know, obviously I, I had a lot of dinners at the Boys and Girls Club when I was growing up, so I know what that means to kids. So, uh, yeah, support your local Boys and Girls Clubs, too, and support these kids that are in public school that, you know, aren't getting the meals that they're supposed to be getting. You know, I will say one thing that's been cool from a positive standpoint as far as, like, you know, consumption of news, etc., seeing like some of these videos in like different countries that are quarantined with people singing yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> I, right like i mean once you once you yell out your window down down there and, and start singing and see what people do <laughs> see what people do in new york city <laughs> you want me to sing <laughs> i open the window in soho and start oh, bellowing out of it people oh, start cussing you out bro oh my gosh <laughs> it won't be taken yeah i mean also like you know, my broadcast voice is fine. My uh, singing voice is not quite as pleasant. So <laughs> I, I would understand them having some issues. Is, is everything locked down down there? Like, have you been out? Like, is it nobody on the streets and stuff? Because yes. I was there last Tuesday. I was down in uh, in Soho and it was fucking empty, bro. Like, yeah, that, that was before that was, you know, that was before the news broke of the NBA. But it was empty down there. It was crazy. It, it's wild. Like, so um normally especially on Saturdays and Sundays you you know where i live like it's it is a busy ass block on the weekends with people shopping you know and yeah. and uh on sunday like for just to give you an example if i order an uber and i am not outside waiting for it that uber can't wait for me it has to go pull <laughs> around like because that's how crowded it is on the weekends you know um, yeah. And Andrea and I just like just went out for a walk on Sunday, dude. It was alarming how there was like virtually no one on the street. It was wild, you know. I mean, I would say it was probably you know one one hundredth of what the foot traffic normally is in my neighborhood, um, which was you know it's it kind of feels like I am legend a little bit, right? It's like right. It, it it is weird. And then even like for the few people that are on the street. I've been so neurotic about like, I got to keep six feet of space, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like just trying to, to separate like completely wild. But the only, like my whole mentality was because of the way I have been traveling. Like I was like, I'm going to really limit contact with anyone. Um, and you know, essentially be self quarantining. Uh, and that was sort of my mentality when I first got back, even without having any direct contact to the virus that I knew of. But now with the four nets testing positive, now I'm not leaving the apartment at all uh, for at least, you know, a two week period just to be extra cautious and safe in case in case, you know, I happen to be infected and I don't know it. You know, I'm gratefully I feel so great. And, but do you yeah. have to get a test or anything or, or has the nets contacted no. you about getting a test or anything like that? Yeah, so um, so we've been in contact with the Nets, and this is what we've been told. to. So uh, we have to monitor our symptoms, 
if we have, we have to monitor our symptoms, we have to quarantine for a two-week period uh, that dates back to Saturday. So uh, that's like an additional whatever nine days from now. Um, during this period, especially these next two to four days, it was three to five, but now two to four days, we have to really monitor our symptoms. If we have a fever over um, 100.4 mm-hmm. uh, and or uh, a cough, uh, then we are um, supposed to categorize those as potential symptoms and we can be in touch with them or our local health physicians on next steps. However, um, if we are not showing symptoms, then it's not recommended that we get tests because basically the only advice would be uh, to do exactly what we're doing, which what is self-quarantining. Yeah, exactly. So like, is it possible that, you know, me or some of my colleagues have it and we don't know? It is possible, which is, you know, a little weird to think about. Um, but it's not, there's no real point to us getting a test because they would just have us handle it the exact way that we currently are, you know? So, yeah. like, unless Man, I, I, we I've, get I've symptoms. assumed that we all, t- we've all, you know, been around somebody that had it at this point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, see, I kind of agree. I think, like, Right now, there's still like some sort of tracing phase, but I, I agree with you. I think at some point we're going to move to a period of time where it's like, you know, it, you at least are like, you know, one person removed from someone who had it, right? Like, yeah. I, I feel like we're going to get there at some point, you know? Um, but, but just to give you the specific example, so when that Nets news broke yesterday, I was hit up by a million people at once, you know? Um, and I immediately reached out to my ESPN crew, who I had been with the day after I was with the oh, Nets. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just said, hey, guys, just so you know, thank God I have no symptoms. I feel great. However, as we know, you you know, you can have it and be asymptomatic or be a carrier. So monitor your symptoms. Here's what the Nets are telling us. Here's what I know, et cetera. And maybe be extra diligent during this period of time just in case, you know. Um, but it's uh, – it's just it's just wild, man. I mean, it's totally wild. And the other thing that's interesting is like, you know, I talked to people with the Nets yesterday after this and like they don't know like when the Nets players got it, right? Like it could have been any time. Like it could have been Monday or Tuesday in LA, which is when mm-hmm. I was with them, or it could have been Wednesday or Thursday when they were in San Francisco and there's no way for them to trace it back. So it's just kind of like everybody has to be vigilant um, and, and be on guard. It's weird, man. Yeah, I was talking to, uh, you know, I'm really, obviously really close with Dylan. And yeah. I was talking to him, and he was saying that Donovan Mitchell's dad had been in camp. And, mm. you know, he had just had it. He came down to Port St. Lucie. He was in the clubhouse and everything. So they were all worried, too, you know what I mean? But he ended up testing. testing uh, he got a test and was negative. But still, like, during that time, I'm talking to him the whole time. He's like, man, we don't know what to do. Like, they didn't know if they needed to stay to quarantine or fly back or do whatever. And, you know, so that was it's just a crazy time right now, man. It, it, it is, man. It is. And by the way, one piece of good news that Sadie uh, Zillow just let us know, um, breakfast and lunch are available for any of the kids in need that attend New York City public schools. So I'm happy that they're doing that, at least, for the kids. Oh, uh, yeah. That is great. That's great. That's that's good. That's important. Um, see, from a, uh, from a sports standpoint, what did you think about the Tom Brady news and the fact that he is leaving New England and, according to all reports, headed to Tampa Bay. Man, uh, I'm a big Brady fan, uh, him being from the Bay and stuff like that. So I kind of figured he was leaving. You know, I, I figured that, you know, the Patriots are kind of over everything. And, and you know, he, he wanted to move on. And I think he's in a good situation. You know, I mean, obviously he's down there in the NFC South with, with Drew Brees now, but Man, I think they got a. They got a. I think the 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 Bucks have a better roster than than the Patriots have right now, as far as you know, receivers and a good tight end. So, um, man, I, I think I think he can you know turn that franchise around and get him get him back to the playoffs. It, what I would love to, and and what's sort of um, uh, interesting um, about the you know just like the Brady-Belichick dynamic um, is 
we've always sort of looked at them symbiotically, right? And said like, okay, well, what's Brady without Belichick? What's Belichick without Brady? Like, you know, who whose greatness is more uplifted by the other one's greatness? You know, I mean, that's I think they like, both want to figure that out, though. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, I, I think I think towards the end of it, they they both wanted to be like, let me try to win without one, you know, without without each other to to kind of stand alone. Exactly, and that's that's what I like. You know, that's what I like about this situation is we will get to see it play out now, you know? and, and yeah, But the thing is, is like, it's, it, does it even matter? Because Mike never won without Phil Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really doesn't even matter if, if he can win without him or not. Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Jordan never won a championship without Phil Jackson. You're right. You're right. It's true. It, you, you, the time in his career is what, you know, makes it particularly difficult, I guess, right? It's like, we, you know, Tom Brady's, what is he, 41, 42? Yeah, he's 40, well, 41, I, I think. Yeah, like, so you're right. Like, if Tom Brady doesn't win with the Buccaneers, does it really prove to us that, oh, he needed Belichick, or is it just, well, he's a 41-year-old trying to win with the Buccaneers, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah so, but you know, a lot of people are going to, like, especially around here, go, are going to try to shit on him. If he doesn't, oh, definitely. If, he doesn't, if, he doesn't, if he's not great in Tampa... This is like, oh, we knew it. He sucked, blah, blah, blah. When, no, I mean, I think he's still the GOAT. How about this? Brady will be 43 by the start of the season. Oh, damn. That's crazy, man. That I, is I, crazy. Dude, I'm going to be rooting so hard for him. In the battle of him and Belichick and whose greatness is more supreme, I'm going Brady all day. I, I want him to win with the Bucks so badly now. Yeah. What what if Jameis Winston went to the Patriots and, and took him to them and still oh won the AFC East? Oh, that my gosh. That would God. be hilarious, man. I would give Nimer so much shit for the Jets oh. not being able to step up without with, with the Patriots not having Brady. Oh, my gosh. That would Who be great. Gonna, who's going to be the Pats quarterback? Man, Andy Dalton, I keep hearing. Like, I yeah. don't know. It's weird. But but I honestly think that they think that they can win with whoever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. They honest like Matt Castle, Jimmy G, like they think they can win with whoever. So I don't think they're freaking out like we are up there about who's going to play quarterback. Yeah, I totally agree. If you're listening to this show, you're probably a sports fan. And any smart, engaged sports fan should check out our sponsor, the Athletic. See, you're a big fan of The Athletic. Yeah, I love The Athletic. You have the app and everything. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's very impressive. Yeah. So The Athletic is a subscription-based sports news site for real fans, in-depth coverage, and exclusive stories from an all-star team of sports writers, including national writers like Ken Rosenthal, Jason Stark, and Peter Gammons. The Athletic is setting a new standard for sports news. You know what else I like? They invested in like their writers, their product, and and it's clear that people love the product because the subscribers keep coming. I love I, that. I love the fact that they have writers in every clubhouse. That's something that, I mean, you can't write an article about a team if, if you're not with them yeah. and you don't know the player. So the athletic does a great job of that. And they, you can customize your app or, or the website based on what city you're in and mm -hmm. what teams you like to follow, to your point, with those writers who are actually in the locker room or clubhouse. It's awesome. You get full access to all sports teams, cities, and writers, and you can customize and choose the content you care about. The Athletic is the one-stop shop for passionate sports fans. No ads, pop-ups, or clickbait. Just great content. I, I love that part of it, too, that you don't have to work through any ads. Mm -hmm. That's great. We've talked about it before on this show. We both love the Athletic. Just download the Athletic app, pick your favorite teams, and the Athletic will begin surfacing all the latest on the players and storylines that matter to you. Ready to get started for 40% off a yearly subscription to The Athletic. It's pretty good. That's yeah. like that's a chunky discount that's right there. That's a big there. discount right there. Go to theathletic.com slash R2C2. That's all lowercase. That's theathletic.com slash R2C2, all lowercase, for 40% off now. All right, see, should we take some questions from our listeners? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's do it. Broadway Critic 1, uh, question for you, see. If you were still playing, how would you feel about playing a live regular season game with no fans? Um, 
I mean, we do it in Tampa all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't, oh, I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm out there playing, it really wouldn't bother me. You know, uh, baseball is one of those sports where, you know, it's you against – like, for me, it's me against the hitter, and I'm, I'm thinking my way through it any, uh, uh, all the time anyway. So I never really, like, fed into the crowd or got into the crowd. So um, I think I could have made it work. I mean, it would have been hard and, you know – hard to get up in some of those different places, but you know, once you out there, you out there, you know? Yeah. Um, this question, I, I know you're going to like answering this one. This comes from Noah Broderick. What's CC's thoughts on the Raiders free agency thus far? Yeah. Uh, we've been pretty good. I, I feel like, I feel like they're trying to build up the defense, but you know, it's a lot of, you know, older pieces, but we'll see. I mean, um, you know, we're moving to Vegas, trying to make a splash. A lot of people want, you know, I feel like a lot of free agents want to come to Vegas. Um, so we got that going for us. So um, the last couple of days, we've kind of, you know, got the defense a little better. So um, I, I like the the Jason Witten signing. Um, I think it's going to help Waller out a lot. Uh, Mariota backing up Carr. Um, you know, he, he can use his legs a little bit. I mean, maybe we'll, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about them going to Vegas. So uh, whatever they do, I'm happy. All right. Um, this is from Maureen for life. She tweets at both of us. What is our recommended order for watching star Wars movies? My kids have big plans for quarantine. Oh, you got to go in order, right? I, I, I go in order. Yeah. You're saying in order, like in order of how they were released or no. episode one, two, three, four, five, episode six, seven. Episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Even if you haven't ever seen them before. Yeah. I always, I mean, yeah, you got to start at the beginning. It don't, I mean, yeah, the only, sure. the, the only thing is, so I, it's funny. I had a friend, my boy, Justin Shackle, who does the uh, scoreboard hosting at Yankee stadium, amongst other things. He got into star Wars last year and I had told him I would do it. Episode four, five, six, then one, two, three, the way they then, came out. Yeah. Then seven, eight, nine. But he he ended up doing it one, two, three first, and he actually liked it that way. And I do think, you know, for people who might struggle with the technology that was, you know, maybe lacking in the initial episodes, that's where starting with the prequels can be a little better, you know? Because Yeah, but even like I like the lack of technology back. You know what I'm saying? Like me for me, too. I do Wars too. Fan, I like that, but like most people won't. So Yes. That's yeah. where that's why I would say for Maureen, if like, for me, I would do four, five, six, then one, two, three, because also like, you know, certain reveals aren't revealed if you do it that way. Um, whereas with one, two, three, they are. But, uh, but it depends on also like how you are with technology. If like they need better technology to get into it, then I might start with one, two, three. Um, which I feel but, like. You know, you, you know what's crazy? Nobody's ever asked, like, I feel like you're either a Star Wars fan or you're not. Like. Like I, I never, nobody's ever asked me like, "Hey, I'm just gonna start watching Star Wars." So like, well, how should I watch it? You know what I'm saying? Either, you, either, either yeah. you like Otto and us, and like you really love it, or I'm just thinking about like players, on, you know, on the team and stuff. Like nobody's ever like came up to me like, "Hey, I'm gonna start watching Star Wars." You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's yeah. one of those things where you either grew up with it, loving it, or or not. I know exactly what you mean, man. It's like you're a fan or you're not. Um, I. I do, I, I do think at some point during this period I'm going to end up rewatching. you know, just like if we're going to be stuck in our homes till July or whenever it is, uh, you know at some point I'm going to do a Harry Potter and a Star Wars marathon. Yeah, at some point. I mean right yeah. now I got so many shows that I'm watching. Like I, like I said, I just found uh, Amazon Prime Video, so I'm locked in right now. Nice, man. Um, all right. Allison Case, big in Yankees Twitter, very big in Yankees Twitter. She asks, the best quarantine activities besides binging TV? Uh, for me, it's been working out. I've just been like down in the gym. Like I get up every morning, work out for like two hours, sweat everything out, and then like I'm dead on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which, speaking of, how is uh, how's, how's keto going? How's weight loss going and training? Because uh, we know like – You've been disappearing. We've seen your body and your new physique. How's it going right now? It's going good, man. Keto, keto is getting easy. Um, nice, I don't man. Know, I don't know how long I'm gonna do it, but um, yeah, right now I feel great, man. And, and you know, working out pretty hard every day. So 
yeah, it's uh, it's been going really good. I mean, I'm glad I started it. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if I can continue to keep going. I, I, I was thinking about going plant-based for a little while. Yeah. Um, which is a big change for me, too. So uh, we'll see while, while we locked up in here, you know, if, if I can change my diet and go plant-based and, and really kind of stick to it. Yeah. The well, last time now- I went plant-based, I lost too much weight, though. Like, I was real little. Yeah. I don't want to be like all sucked in like I was in 2013. That was terrible. What what's the like do you have like an ideal number for you? We know it was like have your shirt off for your 40th birthday party. Yeah, which might be canceled now. <laughs> yeah, jeez, I know exactly. No. The whole, uh, whole summer weight, you mean? Yeah, do you like have a number uh, in your mind where you're like this is my best weight? 275, I feel Got like. Got you. Um, cuz I mean, I would pitch at like Anywhere from 305, 295 to 305 is where I would pitch at. So gotcha. if I can get down, if I, I'm, I'm, two, I'm 278 right now. So I'm right Damn, there, man. You know, nicely good. done. Yeah. Good, f- good for you, bro. And now I it's agree. just about keeping it off, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're stuck at home, at home and whatever. Um, I agree with you, though, man. Exercising has been my favorite quarantine activity, too. Like, I've been – I actually been doing FaceTime uh, – training sessions with my trainer which has been amazing it's like he's like just come up with a program shout out to eugene reynolds he's fantastic like he came out with a uh, just like came up with a program based on what i have here you know in the apartment oh and, nice. and then you just yeah. FaceTime him? yeah and i just facetime him and he like walks me through it and he can still see form and whatever and like just coming up with different circuits so i'm working out with him three days a week and then we have a peloton so i'm doing peloton a couple other days and it's like i start my mornings with that and it's just like a good way to start the day you know how is that peloton you like that dude i love it man i love it because i will say when i'm doing cardio like i have a hard time like just like locking in and like you know forcing myself to do it you know for us for certain periods of time or whatever yeah. and with Pe- with peloton it's just easy to follow along you know they just kind of guide you through it like it's funny like everybody's stocks going down except for like peloton, peloton. and like <laughs> right like cleaning companies and peloton like they're, they're going up you know what's crazy is like cardio is like my life. It's what my fat ass I've been doing that my whole fucking <laughs> career. So like I can get on the machine and stay on the machine for an hour. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like I have to I have to dial my cardio back just because that's just like what I'm used to doing. Like uh, I've always yeah. been in fat camp every time we go to spring training. <laughs> uh, that's great. The one you know what the one other thing I've learned, uh, dude, that, that's been a fun activity? Chess. I never knew how to play chess. We've been playing chess. It's great, man. It's yeah, a great chess game. Is fun. Chess is fun. So my, my big brother, or my, my, my best friend, D, um, got me playing chess uh, a long time ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, I started – you know what? You know what I really started playing is when I went to rehab. Really? Um, I, yeah, I played every day when I went to rehab. Got pretty good. And um, now Carter plays, so I can play with him. And that little fucker is good, though, man. So, like, sometimes <laughs> he wants to play, and I'm like, nah, I don't I – don't, like I can't lose my son in chess, so so it's like uh, we play every now and again. But he's really good. Um, so, but chess is a fun game to play, man. Yeah, man. I didn't realize. Like I thought, like oh, it's gonna be boring. It's super fun, man. I I have loved it. That's also funny that Carter. How old's Carter that he's kicking your ass in chess? Carter's nine, man. Carter, but oh he's had a gosh. chess coach since he was five years old. Like he has a, a, a he had a, like a coach, somebody that come here and teach him. Whoa, really? Yeah, and oh. he used to, he would do it all the time on the weekends before he started playing like sports like crazy, and now he just remembers you know remembers moves. Try to set he tries to set me up and shit like. Oh my crazy, gosh! Man. The thing That's about funny. him is like he gives it away though. Like as soon as he makes a move, he starts laughing. So <laughs> then I know like he's trying to do something. So I watch the board extra close. Like he can't help but but like kind of snicker or smile. Yeah, that that I mean he's a, he's a horrible he would have a horrible poker face like that's hilarious <laughs> he man. He gets it right away. Oh, but I think the fantastic. one thing I, I want to learn how to I don't know how to play any really card games. Like, I oh can't yeah, play spades, that'd be cool. None of that stuff. So I yeah. think me and Amber are gonna try to learn how to do that. I've always always grew up grew up growing up growing up in California. I grew up playing dominoes, so I'm really good at playing dominoes. But uh, no no card games. Yeah, dude. Now is the now's the time for all this. You know. For like sure. n- n- now is the time to learn all this stuff. Have you ever, uh, you ever played backgammon? No. 
That's a good one too, man. Like especially just for two people, for you and Amber, mm-hmm. backgammon's a great one. And then card wise for like the whole family, one of my favorite games. It's a specialized deck, so you need the actual game. But Five Crowns, fantastic game. Like okay. g- great for like if you you know if you're doing it with all six of you, like it's a it's it, it, it's an awesome game for that. I really enjoy that one too. Yeah, um, we've been we've been doing a lot of like a lot of my um stuff from my locker I had in a room like that I you know stuff from Yankee Stadium so we've been going through all of that stuff and like oh. I found a bunch of old bats I found bats from Richie Sexton Demetri Young Ellis Burke I got like <laughs> crazy bat collection Derek Lee Milton Bradley like all my boys so like I found that this morning I was so hyped like I was going through everything and found all the bats and stuff so. I've been doing that slowly, too, because if not now, I would never go through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like It would just right. sit up in the attic, sit in boxes. So it's cool to look back at some of that stuff. So I've been kind of reminiscing on my career a little bit, too, these last couple uh, days. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. Has anything, like, has anything struck you or stood out to you, like, thinking about your career now that maybe hadn't yet in this, like, uh, retirement phase? Uh, no, I just, I mean, yeah, just think about like the Cleveland days and, you know, being young there and, and how I was such a big fan of everybody. Like I was a real, like I was even more so than I, than I am now. Like I was a Manny Ramirez fan, like a Sandy Alomar fan, you know what I mean? Like I was a real fan of the game. So like to have all this stuff now is, it's pretty cool to look back and, you know, have them sign bats, a couple of them sign bats to little C. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's dope to to really kind of have things to, to, to remember, you know, why you started playing the game or what drove you and, and what was your motivation. I love that, man. Now's a good time to do it. <laughs> we, got, <laughs> yeah. we got all the time to think and plot. All right, we have a couple more questions here. Josh Benjamin says, does CC have enough Captain Crunch stockpiled? Man, I'm off that shit. I'm yeah, come shit. on now. My, you come know on. what's crazy is my kids crush Captain Crunch, bro. Do they? Like, oh, that's oh, funny. Uh, Carson to sit down and eat a whole box. Carter, uh, Coco Puffs, and Captain Crunch. They, I mean, I, I passed it down, so it's still in the family. But, uh, but I'm off it. That's funny, man. The, it 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 runs it runs in the family, just not for you. Just um, not for me anymore. Uh, how about Helen Atkinson, um, who actually we met at the games in London. Um, she, yeah, she, I think she might've been one of the fans who made that awesome R2C2 sign with the, with the, uh, British flag. That sign was sick. That Um, was dope. She says she has to self-isolate for 12 weeks due to an underlying health issue. So first of all, get well, Helen, and be safe. Yes, get well. Yeah. Um, she said, what can we both recommend on Netflix or Amazon prime right now to help her pass the time? Uh, I just finished The Hunters on Amazon Prime. How was that? Um, it, it was really good. It was really, really nice. good. Um, and then I'm now I'm watching Jack Ryan. Ooh, so, I've heard Jack Ryan's really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally on the first episode. Like, this podcast is fucking up my TV watching right now because <laughs> I have to stop it. <laughs> oh, that's true. But uh, uh. Netflix, I mean, uh, Peaky Blinders, um, you know, I watch a show called Altered, Car- Altered Carbon that the second season just came out. Mm. Um, it's all kind of stuff on Netflix to, to watch. What, what do you recommend? Well, it's funny. Right now, I feel like I've been I've been on Homeland, which is Showtime, and it's mm-hmm. also on Hulu, I think. Um, for Netflix, I mean, I liked Love is Blind, if, if you if you want to go down the reality show route. Yeah, no, is it good? Because everybody keeps good. talking about it, but we never, yeah. we never watched it. Go back to it, bro. I think you. I think if you go back to it, I think you'll like it, man. Like it's right. it's it's pretty good. Now I will tell you, I only saw like the very end of the um uh like the the episodes of where they're like in the pods, but they haven't met yet. Yeah. Um, but then I watched the whole rest of the season. So that's not the whole show. No, they eventually oh. see. Yeah, see, they eventually are out in the world together trying to see if they're actually compatible, you know? Okay, So okay. Yeah, so that's where, for me, uh, if the whole thing was the pods, I don't know if I would have loved it, but, like, it, it's really good after that, man. I mean, it, you know, as, we, as far as, like, that kind of TV goes, it's really good. We were in Finland, and we watched the very first episode. Because when we were in Finland, there was no TV, so we, we kind of we were watching everything, going through Netflix. Oh, I got Apple TV. The morning show is pretty good, and uh, Truth Be Told, um, but they're both on Apple TV. 
but we were watching, trying to find everything to watch, and, and we came across Love is Blind, and they were in the pods, and I fell asleep on it, and I was like, man, I'm not watching people like in the fucking pods the whole time. I didn't know that <laughs> yeah. they that they like actually go on dates and shit. All right, so we'll we'll get back to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. When you get out of the pods, you're gonna you're gonna be entertained by it. You will like it. Um, the uh, so Krista, your your transit. It's so funny. See, this is like the third time you've like naturally transitioned to the next tweet we're taking. So Krista uh, Gaglioni wanted to ask, how was CC's Northern Lights trip? Oh, it was insane. It was so cool. Um, man, it was, Finland was awesome. We did a bunch of different things, you know, uh, dog sledding. Um, we had, a, we went on a reindeer safari. Um, we snowshoed uh, down a mountain, which was fucking, I was pissed. Um, I would have much rather just got on the snowboard and fell down the mountain the whole time than like tried to walk <laughs> down. So that wasn't, but the kids had a great time doing that. But, no, it was it was insane. Um, everything where we stayed in, in Lapland, everything was close. Um, the food was good. The place we stayed at was great, and the Northern Lights was incredible. Um, having an igloo to kind of stay out all night, and if we wanted to go see them, um, was dope, man. And and I would recommend anybody that wanted to, you know, go on that trip, please do it because it was it was really cool. Um, and if I did it again, I would just take more families and take more people. But man, it was fun. It was dope. That's awesome, too. And I think it's also a good reminder, like, man, when you can do the travel, do the travel, right? Like, yeah. uh, because you never know. Like, think about it. Like, think about how many trips right now are being, you know, effed up because of what's going on in the world, you know? And, and, and you know, it was crazy. Even back then when I went on that trip, people were on the plane with masks. And I, and, yeah. and even, like, for me, I was like, man, y'all tripping. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But yeah. it was people on the plane with masks, like, even back then, like, you know, taking the precautions. So, um, man, it's, it's just crazy at this time right now. But yeah, whenever you get a chance to travel and, and do some things, definitely, definitely take that trip. That was that was cool. All right, the last question from Twitter: Nikki ninety nine, Nikki B underscore oh four asks, "What would be three must have items the two of you would need during a quarantine?" Um, you go, go ahead. What you got? I would say. Must have items um, for me would be, uh, you know what? I'm going to put the Peloton in there mm. just because like, uh, ex, 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 I mean, that's a, a bougie ass must have item for a, <laughs> a quarantine, <laughs> but, but I, I feel like, I, I feel like it has been, uh, a, a saving grace just you know being in an apartment during this time you know like so I would say that's been um that's been key um you know I would say I'm, I'm not gonna include things like soap or hand moisturizer or whatever because that yeah. stuff's like obvious you know um for me I would also say uh a great book like a, not a book that you're like trying to get through but a book that like you can't wait to read because you know, I, I just I love to read and I feel like, you know, this is a rare time to do it. And then mm-hmm. and then a, and then I'll, I'll say chess like it, that wouldn't have been my game. I would have said, damn, you, a different you're really game. into it now. huh? We, we got to play. Then. I, this is, this is yeah. going to be fun. Hell yeah, man. We got to play, man. Oh, shit. That would be great. We could do a we could do a live uh, chess podcast when uh, when this is all done, we could have Carter's coach come and and nah, we gotta and, have we gotta have D come. D would the, he's the, he's the oh, chess he master nasty? in the family. He's nasty. Ooh, yeah, he's he's really good nice, at all man. board games. So like, but chess is like his game. Oh, that's sick, man. Yeah, he, dude, he I had Cliff so Lee flustered one night. We were in, in Anaheim and he, and Cliff could not beat him. D must have beat him like ten or fifteen times in a row. And Cliff was pissed, bro. <laughs> like it's one of those nights that you will never forget. You know what I'm saying? Like we all up in a room hanging out chessboard on the table and then uh cliff was like i'll whoop anybody ass and he beat him like <laughs> 10 or 15 times in a row it was funny man oh dude that's great that is fantastic what would be your three things c man for me all i need is just like a couch a tv and my family that's it like us six mm. together you know just hanging out um on the couch and watching tv that's it i love that man i love that i will say dude like i am uh, like I, I am, I'm super grateful that I have Andrea to go through this with, because if you would ask me 
two years ago, and I would have been home alone, stuck in my apartment, um, which first of all was a smaller apartment, but secondly, you know, not have like it's just it's a it's so great to have your best friend to hang out with at least. You know, I mean, for yeah, you for sure. to have your whole family to hang out with, you know. Like, and that was what I was worried about. Like, if me and C flew to Tampa and then everything got shut down, and it's just me and him down there, like kind of isolated, like stuck and not being with the family, like yeah. So I was I was worried about you know getting stuck down there too. So yeah, I mean, I would have been driving back with Booney right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right, right. <laughs> he's, he's making the long drive from Tampa. Making oh, a man. long drive, but yeah, I mean, if it's just us together, like us six, man, we could have. I mean, we we have a lot of fun just just being around each other. Yeah, I mean, I what I hope, you know, what my you know prayer for the world would be is that you know we get through this more swiftly than we thought we would, and that we all, uh, you know, with you know with um, the most limited loss of life and serious health complications possible, and that we all look back on it as you know uh, a unique um, time period that we were able to really be present with our families, you know? Um, yeah, I sure. I pray that that's how we end up getting to look back on it, you know? Um, yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, and even just getting a chance to do this, like have some normalcy, like getting on, yeah. the, you know, getting on the pod and, you know, it's, yeah, this is, this is cool. We got to keep it, this up as long as we're locked in, you know? Amen, man. Amen. Yeah, we should, dude. I mean, hey, we could tell our audience, Every Thursday, we'll keep bringing you new podcasts. So make sure you're listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and and you know we'll uh, yeah see it, it provides normalcy for me and you getting recorded, and hopefully it provides some normalcy for our listeners as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, be safe, stay well, be smart, social distance. Don't be a jackass. Understand, you know that right now you need to. Uh, you need to you need to be isolated and and take care of each other, uh, take care of the weak and the vulnerable and and uh, the elderly and and take care of yourselves and whoever you are wherever you are, stay safe and all the best to you and your families during this wild time. We will be back um, next Thursday with a brand new episode. It was nice to connect with this. See, yeah, for sure. 